Having met the master and his children, as he liked to call us, I was thrust into a whole new world, one quite different to the one I grew up in. Here, life was about survival, treachery, and loyalty. In order to survive, we were taught to do whatever it takes. As the newest member, I was constantly tested. Having lost all my dignity, I took on every challenge with a grit I never knew I possessed. Perhaps it was the underlying motive of vengeance, I don't know, but it shaped me for years to come. And whatever the master required of me, I did. As Veronica's health improved, the master pushed her deep into training. The master started off with basic combat training. Drills of punching bags and kicks were followed religiously twice a day. Come on, faster V. 22, 23, 24. Get up. This is the position you were raped in. This is no position for a woman. Up. The master taps deep into the psyche of his children. He brings out the pain. And through the pain, he brings out the anger. And from that anger, he curdles motivation. And the motivation turns to brute strength and subsequent power. Sweep the floor and throw. Yes, good. And soon enough, Veronica becomes his best pupil, the star in the group. Well done, V. Your progress has been fabulous. You've exceeded most of my expectations. Today, we honor you. It's been six months since you found your home with us. While the master gathers his group of young men and women, Veronica and Kendall get into a discussion about the master's real identity. you his real name? No, never. Ever wonder what it could be? Where did he come from? Well, I did hear the older guys saying that he was an immigrant who came here with no money. He lost his family back in India, and when he came here, he was treated poorly. Apparently, he worked his butt off to get to the top, and once he did, someone swindled him out of his money. He trusted the wrong people. Kind of explains all his talk against society. Well, not society, really but he's got his guns out for the corporate leaders, the stock market traders, actually the top-level people of this country. He sounds like he wants to wage war on them. Which is kind of why he's training us. We're his army? Yeah, for something different. You'll see. Good evening, everyone. Good, Good evening, evening, Master. Some of you have been with me for over two years. Others have joined us very recently, but we are all outcasts, people whom the system has failed. We come from the lowest of grounds, the dirt and the muck. Defiled, humiliated, we've had everything taken away from us. And this anger, this rage, 
has become a fire. A fire that I have nurtured for something greater than anything this society could have given you. The master looks at each individual in their eyes. The entire room feels like the master is talking to them and them alone. It is time that we started taking back from the society that failed us. It is time that we claim back what is rightfully ours. And in this world, where respect comes in many forms, there is only one surefire way to earn it. Money. Money is the root of respect in this society, in the whole world. He who has money is feared and respected by all those around him. And they say money can't buy happiness. I say they are focusing on the wrong thing. There are so many things that money can indeed buy. The very first being respect. And that is what I have trained you all for. But it is now time that you knew exactly what you are here to do. At the end of the next six months, we are going to launch an attack on the mayor's treasury. Why you may ask? Let me tell you, all the money in his treasury is the money from the people's taxes. All that cash was once your hard-earned money, your parents' hard-earned money. And what did the people in power do with it? They spent it lavishly. All day long, 365, 24-7. But, but, they are servants of the nation and they do everything but serve. All the money in there is stagnant, used only by the mayor and his goons. But if we take it back, it re-enters circulation. It becomes more valuable, not just to us, but to society as a whole. We will be modern-day Robin Hoods. We steal from the corrupt rich and in the eyes of the society, we will be heroes. Do you know why? The master's charisma had the attention and approval of everyone in the room. By now, they would do anything the master asked of them to do. Because we are the underdogs, we are what they wish they were. Yes! You will be in the media, called by the corrupt rich as the traitors, as criminals, but the public will know better. They always do. Prepare everyone. We will enter our next phase. And with that, the master leaves the room. Everyone is excited. In their minds, they've bought every single word that the master has fed them. But Veronica has her doubts. Quite a speech. I know, right? There are a few things that don't add up, though. Like what? No, nothing. I guess I'm overthinking. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> As Veronica goes to bed that night, she hears the door open in her room. Veronica, Alert to any movement due to her training, gets out of bed and readies herself. Easy, my child. Master! I'm sorry, I didn't know it was you. No, no. It's fine. It's good that you are on alert. You should be. The upcoming assignments will require every ounce of those skills you've accumulated. I am pretty good at reading people. And I couldn't help but notice that you weren't especially convinced as the others were when it came to my speech. I didn't realize it was a pitch. Tell me, what's on your mind? Um, well, 
I don't understand why the people would see us as heroes if we attack the mayor's treasury. The media frames the story, and the rich own the media. We're painted as the villains. Are you so concerned with how society will see us? True as that may be, most people would actually prefer it to be us. Also, we will be putting money back into circulation. How? For starters, all of you will be able to purchase your own place. Our own places? Yes. How much longer do you think I can hide all of you over here? Well, that's fair enough. But once the heist is done, will it be over? No. This is just the beginning. The money that you will use to get your own places will be in circulation. And then you will be able to rebuild your own lives from there. But at the same time, there's so much more that we can do. Yes, Master. But Master, can I not go back to my own place? The house you once knew is gone, V. I'm sorry to be the one to break this to you, but it was sold. It does not belong to you or your family anymore due to the bankrupt filing. Oh. Fear not, my child. Leave behind your life of old. Leave it in the past and look into the future. It is brighter than you think. And put your faith in me. Yes, Master. Sleep now. We train in the morning. I will have a few assignments for you before we make a move on the grand assignment. Good night, Master. The Master trained Veronica and the crew in tactical arts. He shared with them the ground plans that he had obtained of the Treasury's location. In detail, the Master drew out their heist plan, as if a teacher were delivering a lecture and all the students listened attentively because they had all been promised new life. And they all now had a purpose. And Tyler, where does Group A enter? Through the East Gate. V, how will the East Gate be secured? I will distract the guard. Pretend my car has a flat tire. I will lure him out. And how will you lure him out? Uh... Through seduction. <laughs> Most men can instantly be made to turn on their chivalry gene. It is embedded in them. And if it happens to be an attractive woman, all logic breaks down, and the man, irrespective of age, will bend over. And that is when we will strike. Up until then, Veronica's interactions with men had been minimal. She had never considered herself beautiful. In the weeks that followed, she began to notice the male members of the crew eyeing her, and she wasn't sure what to do. So, you're telling me that there's not a single guy here that you like? No, not really. Have you ever been in love? Um... Nope. You haven't. I have. Yeah, okay. When? Back in high school. There was this guy. What was his name? Howard. You're not talking about Howard the Duck, right? Quack, quack. <laughs> ha ha, no. He was really sweet. We kinda sorta had a thing going, but it never really went anywhere beyond that. Did you kiss? Um... Yeah. Sounds like you had more than a thing going on there. What happened? He moved out of state, and my parents sent me to boarding school. Why? Did they think you were a little fast? That, and they wanted to go traveling. What about you? Oh, no. I ran away from home before I finished high school. No, dummy. I mean, any boyfriends? Oh, yeah. I've had my share. Anyone special? Yeah. I'd say my first. Why don't you tell me about him? He was this really nice guy. At least that's what he showed me. 
It started off like any normal teenage romance, hormones raging, inseparable and insatiable. We couldn't keep our hands off each other. The world seemed as if it was only the two of us, you know? But I didn't know that he was getting in deep with some bad guys. What do you mean? Well, he owed some bad people too much money. I didn't know what for, but he always used to take me out on nice dates. Turned out he had been borrowing that money just so he could do that. And I, I never wanted that from him. He could have taken me to the grocery store for all I cared. I just wanted to be around him, but he got in too deep with these guys. So deep he could never pay them back. Oh, wow. Yeah, before I knew it, he was on TV for robbing a jewelry store. And this time, they locked him up. Wow, that sucks. Is he out now? No. He died in prison. What? Yeah. For the first time, Veronica sees the softer side of Kendall as she remembers her first boyfriend. Veronica is stunned. She never thought of Kendall as the type of person to have had any strong feelings or bond with any single person. They say he hung himself in there, but I think that someone killed him. I guess I'll never know. Veronica takes Kendall in a tight embrace, shushing her, while Kendall lets it out. After that, I never saw love the same way. I was looking for love through the attention of men, and that's where I went wrong. Unfortunately, my string of lustful adventures brought me more harm than good. That's how you got those scars? Yeah, I got involved with an alcoholic. He gave me a place to sleep. Uh, he was abusive in all forms possible, if you know what I mean. Angry alcoholics don't like to be told no. Slashed me across my body with a broken bottle. Beat the shit out of me until I ended up in a coma for a few weeks. Wait, I thought you said your uncle did it. Mm-hmm. Any guy that would show me the slightest attention, remember? Pretty messed up, V. Aren't we all? Yeah, but you more than me. <laughs> thanks for listening, though. Nah, thanks for sharing. We girls gotta look out for each other, right? Seeing as most of the boys here look like they got pumped up on steroids. <laughs> the days pass and Veronica improves in her training. Most of the time, she spars with Kendall and the master pairs her with some of the guys in the crew. This one day, however, the master decides to take it to the next level. Tyler, Felden and Harlem, on your feet. V, on your feet. All right, men, pick up your weapons. V, pick your weapon. Everyone else, clear the floor. Ready? Begin. For Veronica, the master has recreated her rape in a different manner. This time, the three men attack her with weapons. But Veronica is not unarmed either. She draws out her nunchucks and blocks every strike as if it were second nature, as if she could predict their moves. She plays defense for a while until she sees an opening, and she strikes. Ah! 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 
Felden and Harlem see their fallen comrade, they realize that Veronica is a force to be reckoned with. Come on! Just like Bruce Lee, Veronica swiftly evades all their blows, like a tiger in the wind. And finally, one of them manages to land a blow. Ah, I'm cut. She tastes her own blood. You think you Bruce Lee, don't you? We'll see. To Veronica, this recreation of her rape provides her the subconscious anger to handle the situation. The men drawing blood makes it harder. For the men. Veronica knows she can end the fight in two more moves. She intentionally prolongs it for 12 more. She wants to savor the victory. She wants to humiliate the guys. And she does. And then she is done. For the first time, the entire crew hears a clap. A clap that begins from the far end of the room, from a pair of hands that they have not yet witnessed taking part in the act of praising a student. The master starts applauding Veronica. Very good. Thank you, master. And for the first time in a long while, Veronica feels happy about herself. She takes pride in seeing the men lying on the floor before her, in pain. It brings a gentle satisfaction somewhere in the bottom of her heart. And she smiles. V, come in. You called for me, Master? Please take a seat. I am immensely impressed with your progress. I have a very good teacher. I'm honored. I felt satisfied earlier today. As you should. Was that a test? Maybe, maybe not. But it's wise to treat every challenge as a match between life and death. Are you saying I should have killed them? If it was their time to go, then no one in that room could have stopped you. It would have meant that they underestimated you. They did. <laughs> so, I called you in here for something bigger. An assignment. Your first. What is it? This. Dmitri Rusev? Who is he? The ambassador to Russia. He'll be in Atlanta next week. He's staying at the Four Seasons. And he's notorious for his escapades with women. Prostitutes mostly. He hires the most expensive escorts to his hotel room. I see. What do I have to do? We will be sending you in. Your job would be to seduce the man. Get him in all sorts of compromising positions. Make sure that you videotape the whole thing. Videotape the whole thing? Russians aren't easy to blackmail. Any photograph can be blamed on Photoshop. But a video is a whole other thing. He's like 65 years old. Is that a problem? No, Master. Sorry. Please go on. Videotape the whole thing. And when you're done, Bring me his credit card and fingerprint as well. Yes, Master. We will use all this material to blackmail him into giving us the weapons and software we will need in the future. 
I hope you realize how crucial this task of yours is. I do, Master. Also, one more thing. Once you are done, I'm guessing you will have to fight your way out of there. We'll have a car waiting for you. I can handle it, Master. I have no doubts. Make me proud, my child. I will, Master. Also, there's a photographer coming in this evening to take your photos for the escort website. There are some clothes on your bed. Get yourself ready. That evening, Veronica has her photos taken by a professional. Her wardrobe includes the most provocative clothing, along with lingerie and heavy makeup. They dress her in a blonde wig to mask her natural hair. By the time the photos are on the site, the phone rings. Kendall, would you? Kendall has been tasked with answering the phone in the disguise of the lady in charge. She plays the part perfectly. Hello. Yes. Yes. Tatiana? Oh, she's available. What time? Okay. Tomorrow, 5 p.m. Done. In call or out call? In call. Perfect. Can I know the location, please? The Four Seasons. Got it. Thank you for calling us. We guarantee satisfaction with our services. The next day dawns and Veronica prepares for her first assignment. We you're up. Ready, master. A token of valuable information, if you will. The ambassador is also known for his quick temper. Use it however you will to your advantage. I will, master. The master's crew drives Veronica to the four seasons. Veronica steps out in style. Veronica is escorted inside the hotel and soon up to the ambassador's room. This way, ma'am. Thank you. The room number is 515, ma'am. It's on the far end to the left. I got it. Thank you. Inside the room, Dmitri Rusev awaits Veronica. Dmitri Rusev? Dmitri, please come in. You are so beautiful. Thank you. You smell so good. Veronica slowly begins to move towards the ambassador. She unbuckles his belt. You are in a rush. We have time. No, Dmitri. I'm craving you. Let me take my coat off. Veronica takes her coat off and puts it on the far side table. Swiftly, she switches on her hidden camera and places it in the folds of the coat, angled towards the bed. I'm ready, Dmitri. Do you want to undress me? Yes. As Dmitri begins taking Veronica's clothes off, Veronica feels disgust at this foul creature, but she sticks to the plan. She satisfies him as best as the master has taught her. This way. I want it this way. Veronica makes sure that everything the ambassador does is caught in full view by hidden camera. To her, 
This feels like she is shooting a porno, but inside she laughs at how messed up the ambassador is about to be in a few hours. And then, something unexpected happens. I want my hands around your neck. I want to choke you. Veronica is thrown off guard, but she sees the opportunity this presents and allows him the satisfaction. Sure, Dimitri. Dimitri puts his hands around Veronica's neck and begins choking her. Dimitri, I can't breathe. Veronica pretends to choke heavily. She makes sure to struggle, that it is captured on tape. And then she slaps the ambassador hard across the face. And Dimitri's anger flares. Veronica has just tapped the beast inside. Dimitri returns the favor. Bitch! You bitch! You like it rough? I like it rough! The ambassador continues to penetrate her harder. His grip on her neck tightens. And then, Veronica collapses. Tatiana? Tatiana! Dimitri is suddenly thrown into an unexpected situation. Never has he had a woman collapse under his fingers before. Veronica plays dead long enough for the camera to record her apparent death. And then she springs into action. Veronica strikes the ambassador, and she gets him in a stranglehold, and soon enough, Dimitri passes out. Veronica quickly goes through Dimitri's wallet and grabs his credit card. She then proceeds to take his fingerprint. As soon as she is done, she dresses up and leaves the room. The assignment is nearly complete, no complications, until Veronica hears the ambassador's screams from inside the room. And then the security detail arrives, just as the master surmised. Hello, boys. Veronica faces five burly Russians. As they rush at her, her training kicks in. Veronica quickly evades the first two. Veronica swiftly disarms and knocks out two men. Their biggest mistake is underestimating the woman. Veronica goes from hooker to trained spy as she kicks her way through the remaining men. Veronica walks out of the Four Seasons, undamaged, confident, leaving in her wake a very angry ambassador and his unconscious security detail. Later, Veronica arrives at the Master's place. And? Got it. And more. Good job. Any complications? Five Russians lying on the ground. <laughs> Impressive. I will check this out. Go. Take the rest of the day off. Satisfied with her work, Veronica goes to find Kendall. Did you guys take me off the site? 
Yeah, although you'd make a really good hooker. Haha, <laughs> might consider a change in career later. <laughs> How'd it feel? What? <laughs> the assignment. Seducing an older man? It's just disgusting. But knowing that it all leads up to something bigger than that one assignment, it's satisfying. It's like, I finally feel like I'm doing something with my life. That it's all going somewhere. Nice. Purpose. Exactly. I have a purpose. It's just exciting. The adrenaline. Knowing that you can take care of yourself. It just makes you feel bulletproof. I'm just so thankful to the Master for this. And he is thankful to you. Master! The Master has silently entered the room. He surveys the two girls. What you did, the improvisation worked wonders. As pissed off as he is, the Ambassador has agreed to supply us with the weapons and hacking software. After all, no one wants to lose their position due to a video of them strangling an escort. <laughs> Good job, girls. Prepare for the next phase.